I don't care who they put in there at tackle. They got to deal with us. You go out and fly around, we hit them in the mouth. Hit them in the mouth like they ain't never been hit before. Live in the entertainment capital of the world. Well, you better hope you can play as long as me. Hey, I don't even know your name, but you know mine. It's the T.C. Martin Show. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. The 20, they're chasing him. They're not going to get him. Waving his arms, bare-chested. Somebody stop that man. Here comes the blue coat. Oh, they got him. Here comes the blue coat. Oh, they tackle him at the 40-yard line. Diagnosis. They suck, so I don't need to be out game plan. Prognosis. I'll knock you out. Osmosis. All I know is, you mess with me, you got problems. That's all I know. It's the Dr. T.C. Martin. When you get on your knees and say your prayers tonight, pray. The doctor is now in. Oh, yeah. All that screaming. And it is a Super Bowl Friday. Where better place to be than the Superbook here at the Westgate Las Vegas? Yes, T.C. Martin, my tag team partner, Marco D'Angelo, on the bookends Monday and Friday. And Marco's been with me pretty much all week. We make our way from Radio Row to the Westgate Las Vegas, our traditional Friday home. So we get out of the, the chaos and everything from Radio Row and the Mandalay Bay Convention Center and come out here. And what do we have? We got Live Golf Tournament here. <laughs> just as crazy, just as chaotic. And, of course, our good friend, the mayor, Oscar Goodman, is in the house here today. And he may be stopping by and joining us like he did last year, uh, getting his Super Bowl wager in with uh, definitely a martini as well. But a jam-packed show coming your way. It is our final time for analysis, predictions, and best bets. And very uh, glad to be at our... Regular Friday home back here at the Westgate Las Vegas inside the world-famous Superbook. Marco, what's going on, my friend? I'm ready for the game to start. <laughs> we've been talking about this game for two weeks and, you know, the last three days. And we've covered just about every angle. And now we got to tell everybody who we're betting on and why. Mm-hmm. The best bets at the end of the show. Our final best bets of the year. And uh, today our best bets will be, should be coming up uh, in the second hour. And our final segment, like it normally does, will be uh, side or total on the game and also our best prop bet. And we know that... Uh, the prop bets are a huge, huge wagering factor in the Super Bowl. Nearly more than 50, nearly 60% of the wagers that will be bet on as leading up to the game. So how much time do you spend looking at the prop bets? I, in the course of the week as we're going on, TC, and we talk about different things, it's a situation where, oh, yeah, that's a good point. And then I go... And look at what a number is on what, you know, possibly we talked about and looking at it at different angles. I always tell people that when you do handicap props, it's got to be somewhat of what you think is going to happen in the game. That's going to direct you on some of your different props. But I tell people two tips that I say every year. Don't tie all of your props to basing it on one outcome, okay? Because if you're completely wrong on the game, now you're not only going to be wrong on your big bet on the game or your big bet on the total, but you might have 10 other prop bets that you tied to that same thought and everything goes up in smoke. And when we had um, John Murray on yesterday, you know, we talked about different Super Bowls and which ones made, you know, the house the most money. And we made reference to the uh, Rams in New England game. Remember when that was just, you know, it was a snooze fest. It was, you know, 3 nothing for the longest while. They, you know, then they finally got a touchdown scored in that game. 
all the props. Everybody loves the bet overs. Uh, the general public, <laughs> they got carried out on stretchers because there were there were no props no overs or yeses that won in uh last tip that you know we mentioned yesterday if you didn't hit the show if you're betting the yes or an over you want to do that early in the week if you're betting no's and unders you want to do that game day and we know that there are a lot of people that like to do you know we always hear the term correlated parlays Mm -hmm. there's the correlated wagers from the game or the side of the total to the prop bets and uh there are i guess you know proponents of that and guys that aren't and our other handicapper extraordinaire uh scott spritzer who joins us uh, usually on thursdays he will be joining us here today as well too i know scott has been on fire and i've been giving him a lot of props for his prop bets during the course <laughs> of the season he has been on fire hitting those so um so glad that scott will be joining us today and of course uh, as he always does with our with our best bets so up on the website you will find our best bets which include side or total in the game and uh, each one of our uh, best prop bets as well so we'll go over that as you're talking about that Marco I you know got out our trusty prop package and I say package because I have 19 pages here actually front and back so that's 38 pages of prop bets here at the world-famous Superbook. I think they got close to 500 this year, or they might have topped 500. Yeah, I think it's over 500. Yeah. 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 How, how much is this change? I mean, go back in time. You were in town. You know, Both of us moved from other places to come to Vegas. But you remember the origin of prop betting, don't you? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. It, it was the Super Bowl with the Chicago Bears. <laughs> William the, Fri- yep. 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 William the Fridge uh, Perry, they had to put up a prop. Would he score a touchdown in the Super Bowl? And, you know, it was one of those just novelty things because Ditka had used him, you know, in the backfield, you know, on goal line stands. And, you know, everybody loved I mean, he was a lovable character, uh, you know, mm-hmm. Fridge, and scoring a touchdown. So they put that prop up, and, you know, the chances of that happening, I don't even remember what the odds were on it, but I know Vegas took a major beating on that initial prop. But what they did find out, is the popularity, how many people like you know, making that bet, and the fact that most of them cashed that bet because he did indeed score a touchdown in that game. And, uh, you know, the rest is history, and I, I still say to this day, every time we talk about that story, I say if Mike Ditka could go back in time and change one thing in his career, I think yeah. he would want to give that ball to Walter Payton. To give it to 34, to, no not doubt. Not to get the touchdown. That's, yeah. you know, I, he got caught up in the moment, I think, you know, with the, you know, the fridge and everything else in that team. It was a special team. But uh, Sweetness should have got the touchdown. I agree. All right, jam-packed show coming your way here today, as you know. Uh, been... Uh, it's been a great uh, guest list for the entire week, and uh, we'll culminate that here uh, today. Like I said, Jay Cornegay uh, will uh, schedule to join us like he normally does. The mayor, Oscar Goodman, here. Uh, we've had Oscar on the show here before, especially here on Super Bowl uh, uh, Fridays, which we did last year. So Oscar's here with the, his the girls. He's at the window. He's at the window getting ready to make, make his bet. All right, so he'll uh, maybe join us. And the... Creme de la creme of betters will be joining us today. The one and only Mattress Mac. 
Oh, boy. All right. So Mattress Mac, <laughs> everyone's been asking me, who's Matt got? Who's Matt got? Well, listen to the show today, and you will hear Mattress Mac, my good friend, uh, down in Houston, and he's uh, flew into Vegas, make, made, a, made a play. I think he's got some action there in Louisiana. Probably does in Colorado as well, too. Uh, Mattress Mac does not have the Houston Texans alive. He did have the promotion going with Gallery Furniture, his store, this year. If uh, you know the the Texans won the Super Bowl, that didn't happen, but they did make it to the playoffs. They did, yeah, big and, surprise, yeah, and uh, played pretty well in that opening game, right, of the playoffs. And uh, so uh, I'm sure Mattress Mac will bounce back with the University of Houston, who is a top ten ranked team in college basketball. They're legit. They they are legit. They play some yeah. defense, man. Yeah, <laughs> I, I always love those Houston Cougars, and now uh, members of the Big Twelve. It's a little, little tougher for him right now. But anyway, so Mattress Mac will join us today. Scott Spritzer will be joining us uh, as well. And uh, Trey Tucker will be joining us, the wide receiver of the Las Vegas Raiders. He will be joining us here momentarily, so look forward to that. And uh, I am probably uh, have forgotten uh, one or two people as well, too. So don't, don't let me do that again. <laughs> We'll, we'll leave that alone. Yeah, <laughs> the, yeah, the again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's been a busy, busy week, buddy. You've been busy. It, it's been busy. No question. Last week, last... Ver- there it is. All right. And Marco's being recognized here. It, it, you got to love it here at the Westgate Las Vegas. Also, also, uh, Numchuck, the breaking news here. All right. Numchuck's going to be manning the phones here because we are running our Super Bowl contest today. All right, for all of our listeners out there, here's the dealio. All right, give us a call and give us the exact score. Predict the exact score. If you predict the exact score and you hit it, we've got a prize package for you today, courtesy of our good friends here at the Westgate Las Vegas. Get ready for an electrifying night of rock and roll as two iconic bands, Cinderella's Tom Kiefer Band and L.A. Guns come together to perform live on April the 11th at the Westgate International Theater here. It's once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to witness these legendary musicians in action together as they take the stage and unleash their timeless hits that have rocked generations. Yes. Who doesn't love Cinderella, right? I know Marco does. <laughs> uh, obviously, Numchuck does because yeah. he's playing it. The G-Man the, in, in L.A. Guns is great, but... Uh, Tom Kiefer Band and L.A. Guns, the G-Man, he wants his tickets. Call in 702-221-7283, 702-221-7283. You can come on the air with us and give us your predictions, or Numchuck will just take your score if you don't want to come on the air, uh, if you call while we have a guest. But during the show today, if you call in and you nail the score. So, Numchuck, you got the big board there. Um uh, do not erase the TC food bets, okay? Because, you know, Marco is still minus three over there. Don't erase that on the big board. Just move it over to the side and get everyone's name and uh, their number and email with their final score prediction. Give it to us. Give us a call, 702-221-7283. Or you can hit us on Twitter as well, too, at TCMartin21 on X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it. Final score prediction. We're going to give you tickets to the concert. But wait, there's more. More before the show. Dinner for two at the Edge Steakhouse. So there you go, my friend. So as you know, we love our sports. We love our music. We love our food. Not necessarily in that order, right? You get dinner for two at the Edge Steakhouse, the top-rated steakhouse here in Las Vegas at the Westgate. All right, Edge Steakhouse, dinner for two. And then you get to go to the concert on April the 11th. 
in the International Theater here for the Tom Kiefer Band L.A. Guns as well. So what a package. Uh, that is over a $400 value. 221-7283. The area code 702-221-7283. Or hit us on Twitter, TCMartin21, with your final score prediction. You nail it, you're going to get that fantastic prize package. All right? Are you excited, Marco? Can I enter? <laughs> you know, just for the sake of entertainment purposes, yeah, you, you, you can enter. Now, and again, let's say if, if you do hit the score, then uh, we'll let you donate that prize package to, you know, one of your favorite people that are above 21. How's that? <laughs> okay. Yeah. We'll do that. All right. There you go. So, uh call in with that so yeah very uh, energetic uh, festive show as you know it's our last chance to predict what is going to happen with super bowl 58 i don't know about you but i've been going back and forth you pretty much have, have settled on your pick i know you're going to deliver in, in the best bets here uh but you know we'll save that we'll save the prop bets you know for a little bit later on but you really are pretty confident that the 49ers are going to exact a little revenge from four years ago and, and does it feel to you because I'm pl- I'm I'm going to play this in my handicapping as well too that the Niners have felt a little disrespected here even though technically they are the favorite for, at the betting window the public obviously is on the Kansas City Chiefs with 65 percent of the tickets on the Chiefs I feel the Niners feel a little disres- disrespected and they're going to come out guns blazing in this game they are TC and the one thing that you know we mentioned yesterday when we were talking about this game and everybody's talking about you know Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City this is the new dynasty the New England Patriots you know had a grasp on for how long and now it's Kansas City because they've been to how many Super Bowls in a five-year six-year period but as we said yesterday look at San Francisco San Francisco was in that 2020 Super Bowl against Kansas City. They were leading in that game in the second half, let it slip away. And then last year, if Brock Purdy doesn't get hurt in that NFC Championship game early on, I think they beat Philadelphia last year. And they would have been in the Super Bowl last year. And here they are in the Super Bowl again. So here's a team that's gone to the Super Bowl three of the last four years. Uh, So, yeah, all the talk is with Kansas City because they've got two Super Bowl victories in that span. But San Francisco's been just as consistent. And this is one of the first teams that went the entire season. They were never an underdog in one single game all year. (laughs) Go figure, right? Go figure. And look at the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, have really put this season uh, in fast track where they were stuck in the mud and a lot of people wondering, could there be a possibility the Chiefs don't make the playoffs? Now, obviously highly unlikely playing in the AFC West, but ever since they lost unexpectedly to the Raiders, they have been you know, definitely you know, putting it together. Uh, underdogs against Buffalo, winner. Underdogs against Baltimore, winner. And now here they are, underdogs against San Francisco. So we'll look at all that today. So again, busy show on tap today. We'll be uh, going over that, predictions, analysis, are for the final time here before Sunday. And of course, best bets coming your way uh, at the end of the show as normal. Okay, right now, let's bring in Raiders wide receiver. Had another fantastic season uh, for the Silver and Black this year. And uh, he joins us now, the one and only Trey Tucker. Trey, what's going on, brother? How you doing? Um, everything's great. Thank you guys for having me. 
Hey, man, uh, glad uh, that you could uh, could join us here today. I know we got uh, Super Bowl. We know that, uh, you know, the Raiders obviously not there in the postseason, but we got a feeling with everything that's going on with the team that uh, we look forward for the Raiders getting there in the postseason uh, next year. And Before we get into why, you know, you are joining us here for the most part here today, Trey, talk a little bit about uh, the permanent hire of Antonio Pierce and what the vibe is like. Uh, what it was like in that last game, and, and, and how's it been since Antonio Pierce has uh, you know, gotten the nod from Mark Davis? Uh, it's been great. It's been fantastic, man. Um, I think, you know, when AP took over the job, everyone just got behind him because, you know, we've known him. Obviously, he's, he's been on the staff. You know, you can kind of just see the energy he brought, you know, before he was the, you know, head coach. So um, when we got him as interim head coach, it just, you know, you could just feel the switch. I, mean, I could remember. You know, walking in the locker room, you know, we had music playing. Everybody was just up. We had the Giants that week. It was a short week. And he's like, hey, we need, we need to thump a little bit. We need to put on four pads and, you know, do that. And we did. And I remember, I'm like, wow, this is probably one of the best practices I've had just because, you know, getting those reps. And then next you know, we go out there and you know, play the Giants. And, you know, we win. And, you know, everything kind of went uphill from there. And obviously, you guys saw throughout the season what we've done, you know. So, um, credit to him. I mean, I was inform everybody as we performed. And, uh, I'm excited for this 2024 you know, we see it in the media. You know, with, you know, leading up to the games and the post game and all that sort of thing. But just speak a little bit about what it's like as a player playing for a former player that's won a Super Bowl. And again, you know, we we know how excited you guys were when he when he got the job, and and you guys really. You know, we're very vocal about wanting AP to have that job. But how much of a difference does it mean, you know, to you just to, again, when you make a coaching change like that, how much that can that really carry over into success with wins, you know, knowing that, okay, you got this guy that you really enjoy playing for? Yeah, I mean, honestly, if you ask me, I would say it's just being a former player, he gets it. You know, he knows what we feel, what we need, what needs to be done. Because, like I said, if you're a former player and played at this level and at the highest and won Super Bowl, you know what it's taken to do that. So um, he knows that. And like I said, there's guys in the locker room who's never been to a Super Bowl, won a Super Bowl. Maybe there's some guys who have. So, you know, they can kind of relate as well to him. And he kind of relates, resonates with all of us. Because, like I said, being a former player, you get the grind. You you understand, like, it could be something as simple as, like, we're late in the season. And, you know, um, you know he knew what he felt like as a player during that time of season. So we might have to scale back on something. So, man, it's, it's little things and big things, everything. And um, that's why I think we all respond to Wilson. Obviously, he's a high energy guy. Raiders wide receiver Trey Tucker joins us. All right, this interview with Trey is brought to you by Panini, Panini the exclusive trading card partner of the NFL. You can get your Panini NFL trading cards at Walmart, Target and hobby stores nationwide. You can also start collecting your favorite uh, NFL rookies and trading cards at uh, PaniniAmerica.net. So let's talk about your relationship uh, here, Trey, with Panini and uh, tell us what you've been doing here, Super Bowl week and, and your relationship, how this all started with Panini. Yeah, so obviously, as you said, um, you know, Panini's been hosting, you know, a bunch of players and draft prospects here uh, at the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. So, but for me, um, I think it, it was insanely a dream come true when I saw my first Panini card and get to see, like, my me in a jersey on a card. Because as a kid, you know, everyone collects cards. I remember playing cards, you know, seeing some NFL players and stuff like that. And to actually on a card, I, I think I can still remember the moment I opened my first one. So dream come true and um, thanks to Panini I'm, I'm excited to be here mm-hmm. so 
Did you collect trading cards as a kid? I did, yes, I did. Um, I feel like I remember, like you just said, where you can get them. I went to Walmart, you know, they'd be in the front of the store, and um, you know, I would just just grab as many as I could, as many as, as many as my parents would let me take, and just you know, just take a. It's almost like take a hug, just grab that many of them, uh, put them up there on the desk and um, or the the register, and um, take them home and open them all up and keep them. Cause, you know, I thought that they were all special. They're all NFL players, and, you know, stuff like that. So yeah. So we know. Tra- that you know, like with myself and Marco here, there, there's a little bit of an age difference, and we were collecting the cards, you know, back in the day, football cards, baseball, basketball, all that kind of stuff. But tell me, you didn't do what what I did when I got the trading cards as a kid? I'd, I'd put them in in, in my bicycle spokes because it made a really cool sound. And here I've got these valuable cards. I'm going like, okay, what am I doing here? And, and still to this day, there it is. There, there's my bike. That's my old Schwinn, man. There it is. But uh, oh, wow. tell, tell, tell me you didn't do that, man. You, you probably took pristine care of yours, right? Uh, yeah, 100%. You know, it was kind of <laughs> cool as a kid. You'd get like a binder and, you know, you kind of get these little, you know, those little things that you put the cards in. You know, you take it around the corner, show it off to your friend what cards you got. So uh, that's kind of what I did. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So you were, tra- you were collecting trading cards. So what was, what was the, 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 the trading card, maybe your first one? We always kind of remember our first or one that like really stood out for you. I like, say, hey, man, I'm tucking this bad boy away. No one's touching this one. Honestly, it's crazy because I remember getting, like, Reggie Bush, you know, like that kind of card. And, you know, some of the older, like, you know, older guys, obviously, you know, I, I love the NFL and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, honestly, I, I just remember opening that because that's kind of who every kid wanted to be like. You know, he was just so good at running back and stuff like that. So, um, I remember when I got his card, it was just, like, cool to me. You know, so now it comes full circle. We go, We fast forward, and then... How did it feel to you seeing yourself on a Panini card for the very first time? Yeah, it was, it was like I said, it was a dream come true. It's unreal, you know. And, and to this day, I I actually have my Panini cards there at home. Um, they're actually on my desk in my like <laughs> I have a desk in my room, and they're just sitting there, you know, unopened. Like there's something that's just like on the desk, and I just walk by like, wow, that's actually me on a card. You know what I mean? And people ask all the time, hey, can I, can I get a card? Can I get one of your cards? And it's just like, wow. Like, you know, you can go to a store and you're in a pack. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything other I can tell you a drink come too. So, you know, with, with nowadays, the way that uh, a lot of players are so into the video games and that sort of thing, you know, you, you kind of think of the, of the trading card thing has maybe, it's kind of like making a comeback in, in a way. Uh, what about some of your fellow, you know, teammates and friends or whatever? I mean, are they into the, to the trading cards, specifically the Panini trading cards like yourself? Or do you kind of find yourself like that guy that really stands out with it? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of a lot of my uh, buddies and stuff like that. Actually, one of my best buddies. He's really big into it. Um, you know, he has cars. I mean, he, he, he it, it's insane. Like I could go on. And you'd have to ask him what he has, but he has some some very, very, very good cars. And um, but I, I definitely know a lot of people are. You know, it's just like a it's a cool thing to have. And I actually still do have some of my old cars. And my parents actually had some of the cars that I collected of theirs. You know, and I, they kind of gave them to me. So I'm sorting through them like a few weeks ago and. Um, seeing like some 1970s, 80s, like well before I was born. So, um, 
it's kind of cool. It's kind of a cool little hobby to do, I'd say. You know, I was just saying, TC, to uh, to Marco, I could taste that bubble gum in, in my mouth right now. <laughs> I, and that's what I was going to say to Trey, too. It was like, you know, back in our day, you know, it, it was the bubble gum. That was it. <laughs> All right, Trey Tucker, wide receiver, the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, back with us here. All right, Trey, as we... As we look forward to this Super Bowl, you look and you see that you've got the rival Kansas City Chiefs, big rivals of the Raiders, obviously. Then you got the Niners. I know you're, you know, weren't part of all that history with Oakland, San Francisco back in the day. But tell us who you're rooting for on Sunday. I'm actually going to go and, you know, I congratulate both of those teams. Obviously, one's in our um, division. You know, we play them twice, and the other, we actually. You know, I, like I said, historical rivals and, you know, for where the teams are from. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and quote a Max Crosby quote and, you know, say, uh, we don't, I don't like either Go Raiders, basically. So, congrats <laughs> to both of them. Um, we don't like nobody else. Go Raiders. So, so, Trey, there's been a lot of talk, especially with fans, about the Chiefs are in your facility there in Henderson, their Mount uh, Healthcare facility, and they've been working out all week. All right? Do we know who's got your locker? Do we know who is that? Uh, I don't know, personally. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, that's definitely a thought that'll go through my mind. Who's in my locker? You know right? I mean? So I, I, I'm not sure. You know, they, they didn't, you know, luckily they didn't give us all those details. You know what I mean? That was just fuel our fire more. But like I said, man, congrats to them. Um, you know, we love playing them. You know, it's a rivalry game, as you should. But uh, very talented team. So you just got to make sure that, uh, you know, you're disinfecting that, that locker when, when you go back and get that stench of the Kansas City Chiefs out of that locker room, right? <laughs> Uh, man, hey, listen, I, I'm sure um, our guy Hugo, he'll, uh, <laughs> yeah. he'll make, sure, you know, make sure nothing's red in there. You know, or, you know, we'll, it'll be, you know, I don't think we'll be too happy, but yeah. Okay, just let us know when we you know, get back for OTAs or whatever if uh, you know, there's a Travis Kelsey or a, a Taylor Swift, you know, something that you left behind in your locker, okay? I mean, you yeah, know. sure, for sure. <laughs> Trey, enjoy the game. Uh, thanks again uh, for joining us here today. And uh, one more shout-out and talk about uh, uh, your relationship one more time with Panini and where fans can go get your trading card. Yeah, um, you can get the Panini NFL trading cards at Walmart, Target, and uh, hobby stores nationwide. And um, you can also start collecting your favorite NFL players as NFTs on the Panini American platform at www.paniniamerica.net. So, um, yeah, uh, thanks, like I said, thanks Panini. It's going to come true to obviously, you know, be able to have my own trading card. And um, if any of you guys collect mine, you know, give me a shout out. <laughs> All right, my man. Hey, you've uh, been fantastic uh, with this Raider team. Continued success to you. Uh, that lightning speed. Love watching you, man. So, uh, you know, have a, enjoy the offseason. Get that workout in. Enjoy the Super Bowl as much as you can. And we'll look forward to seeing you back here uh, come up in a few months. Yeah, appreciate you. Uh, thank you guys for having me. You got it. There he is. Trey Tucker, wide receiver for the Las Vegas Raiders. Again, brought to you by Panini, the exclusive trading card partner of the National Football League. And you can get Panini NFL trading cards at Walmart, Target, hobby stores nationwide. And you can also start collecting your favorite NFL rookies and NFTs on the Panini America platform at PaniniAmerica.net. All right, appreciate Trey Tucker for joining us. And uh, I mean that. I really enjoy watching him play as wide receiver. He played at University of Cincinnati. And, uh, you know, Raiders drafted him. 
and he has fit nicely into their system here. A nice little compliment to Devontae Adams. Not a lot of people knew much about Trey Tucker coming into this season, but uh, pleasant surprise, and uh, hopefully he he has a home here with uh, the Raiders. Marco D'Angelo, Scott Spritzer, both of our handicappers are here. Uh, at the Westgate Las Vegas inside the Superbook. Scott, what's going on, brother? You know, i, I got to correct Marco on something, or at least have a difference of opinion on something that he said because <laughs> I was driving in listening to the top of the show, and Marco said, I just can't wait till this game starts. <laughs> you know what? I just can't wait till the, I take the three-day nap after the game goes final. <laughs> And you know we're we're all a little bit older. We're all in our well into our thirties. I'm glad you said that. I I keep thinking that one of these years they're going to say, "All right, this guy's getting too old to call and do radio shows." (laughs) And it's like more and more every year. It is. I know you guys have been the same boat, man. It has been nonstop. Um, Doing the downtown hotels, all that kind of stuff here today. And, and then you find out you love it. But, yeah, like I said, man, I'm looking forward to when the game's over with. Yeah. And I can take a long, long nap. But, uh, you know, you were talking to Trey Tucker. It's, I love the Raider guys. They were talking to Max Crosby uh, down at uh, Radio Row. I think it was two days ago. And somebody asked him who he's rooting for. I hate both teams with a passion. Yeah. I love that, that stuff. That's, that's You can't say you're rooting for a team when you're playing. Yeah. So, anyway. But, yeah, it's been a good week. I mean, it's been a fun week, I should say. It's been a blast. Yeah. So. Scott, I, I know you do a ton of radio shows like I do how many of them asked you about the stupid bets <laughs> the game oh, yeah. the ones that we can't bet okay every oh. show wants to talk about that i it, think i've handicapped reba mcintyre's uh <laughs> you know national anthem more minute than 30 right else. Minute 30, right well yeah i, t- I saw have you I saw how much video seconds. have you guys watched that's what i mean how, how i much watched video? five videos believe it or not did you really yes yeah. because i knew i was going to be asked by a radio station today earlier today about it a, a, a show that's out of state and so i thought well i better look because i have no idea i don't even know one of her songs let alone you know how she does on the anthem so i i looked at five videos over about four decades and I think the longest one, no, I don't think it was, the longest one was 80 seconds. Yeah. 80. The yeah. average is like 120 seconds <laughs> the last 10 years or so. I, mean, right. I got this down to real science, guys. <laughs> hey, guys. So, yeah. <laughs> Numbchuck, you're chiming in on, I, uh, uh, go ahead. What do you got? Reba last sang the national anthem at a major sporting event in 99. And her first was like 74, which I didn't even know she was that wow. old. She yeah. clocked a lightning fast 89 seconds. Wow. Okay. So, you know. And I've seen her as low as like 60 seconds. The 89-second one, Numchuk, must have been the one where she hung on to Brave for about eight seconds. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing. I mean, with, with age and everything, I mean, I don't know what kind of you know, shape uh, she's in with the vocal cords and, uh, and the stamina and all that kind of good stuff. But I'm thinking, like, okay, she's, uh, you know, it could be elongated a little. It might take her a little bit longer to get through this. You never know. But she's not one that, to embellish, though. This is not what, Aretha right, Franklin. Right? We're not going to get the Aretha Franklin yeah. national anthem yeah. here. Okay. Or Whitney Houston. Yeah. But have you factored in or has she been warned when she does the national anthem? And she hits the word "nights," that the crowd is oh, going to no. yell "nights." Oh, that's right. <laughs> that that's got to be factored in because that could yeah. throw her off a second. What what just happened there? I mean, she she is like uh, you know, you know, Grammy it's funny winner, Hall of Famer. You know, come on, <laughs> nothing's going to throw her off. Right? Nothing will throw her off. Right. I, they've reduced <laughs> the limits 
around the world on the national anthem from wow. where it was years ago when it started because, of course, they do a dry run. Yeah. Even though pipe in nights on the dry run, <laughs> they do the dry run. So, you know, if somebody always leaks out how long they're taking, the singer and all that. I, I can't say the name, but I, it was, uh, I won't say the name of a performer because then the manager will get in trouble. Somebody out there will say something. <laughs> but it's, it was a few years ago. It was in the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. A few years ago, I get a call from somebody we all know, and I'll tell you guys off the air, <laughs> we all know him. I get a call about two days before the, uh, the Super Bowl, and he goes, I know the manager of the performer that's doing the halftime show. <laughs> and he goes, and this is when you offshore, they had like, you know, yeah. color of shoes, the right. entertainer yeah. was going to wear, color of top, first song they're going to sing and all that. And he goes, he told me, she's, there we go, I got at least to know the, the gender. <laughs> they go, the person is going to be wearing this color shirt, this color shoes, and the first song is going to be this. Yeah. Told my buddy in L.A., he calls me, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> wow. But because of that stuff, the limits have dropped sure. over the last several sure. years. because that know. stuff can't can yeah. leak Honestly, out. That's you, why they you practice the halftime show, you know what's going to be the first song. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you, no doubt. No doubt. Um, back to uh, Reba McIntyre. Um, it's interesting choice, I guess, you know, that... We're going, the, and I understand the NFL wants to kind of spread things out. They, you know, usher halftime show. Now you get yourself a country artist. I get all that kind of stuff. But I would love to have this prop here. And I never even thought about this until you you brought it up, Marco. But I'm going to say that we get virtually nil on the nights because remember, this is not a Las Vegas crowd. This is a transplant crowd. It's mostly corporate crowd as well, too. Chiefs fans, Niners fans, you know, you're not going to have a bunch of Las Vegas natives, quote unquote, Raider fans there. I don't, we might not get any knights in there in this national anthem. There will be I, a few. I was going to say, there, there's always going to be a few. <laughs> any, you, anything that you go to, I mean, even. But when, this is different, guys. This I is, know what you're to, you know, this is a, a whole corporate out of town event. This is not a local event <laughs> at all. You know? There'll be enough people there. there yeah, is no, no, here. Now I'm going to hear it. You're going to hear it. Gonna hear it. Marco yeah. and I are laying. But it's got to be fake. Twenty-five. You know. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. I, you know, I think I would need to get like plus two fifty for yeah. none of it. Yeah. But I'm saying we need a decibel level. You know what I'm saying? That's what. Like, if somebody's de- going to do it, you know what I'm saying? Like, we were at. I don't I, think it's going to be prevalent though. I don't. Well, I don't think it's going to be overwhelming. But I think yeah. you're going to hear it on TV. I really do. You do. Okay. I can tell you how crazy it is. We're at a. You know me. I'm a baseball junkie. I watch any level of baseball anytime I can. Especially, you know, and I love college baseball. I know not everybody does, but my brother and I, my brother's a nut job. We're down at the, uh, we go to the UNLV games all the time. And so we're down there last year. They're hosting Air Force. There's maybe 100 people in the stands of which 90 (laughs) traveled with Air Force. You know, their fathers and all that kind of stuff and family. And my brother yells, night. Nights during the national anthem, he was the only one. (laughs) Everybody, all that entire Air Force crowd turns around and they're staring at him, and I'm going, (laughs) especially you're playing the military. Yes, oh my goodness, he got so many dirty looks. So I guarantee you, there's one guy out there at least that's going to scream so loud you're going to hear it on the. uh, on the uh, broadcast. Oh, my goodness. Listen, <laughs> you, 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 I don't know if you can take your brother out anymore. Oh, and man. I told after him, that, I mean, come on. I told him, did you learn your lesson? You almost got us beat up. These guys know how to fight. <laughs> <laughs> For a living. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and to quote, we lost him this week, to, uh, Toby Keith. You oh, yeah. You're not as good as you once was, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm not going to argue it, but I know the song. (laughs) 
Scott Spritzer in the house, Marco D'Angelo, our two handicapper extraordinaires here today. We're going to be uh, breaking down this uh, Super Bowl uh, inside oh. out. You know, speaking of prop bets, though, and I don't know if you heard when uh, you, if you were driving or not, but I was giving you the almighty uh, props about your props because you've been on the show with us every Thursday during the course of the season and usually you like to drop uh, a prop in there. And, and like I told you before a couple weeks ago, I can't remember the last time that your prop did not hit. And oh, here we go, Marco. It, it, yeah, yeah. I, oh, there's the <laughs> guys made you get the 17 <laughs> straight field goals. There, there's our buddy. Listen, this is an automatic, this is an automatic 20 yard yeah. chip. I have seen this guy kick, okay? He's, he's got the old John Stenerud soccer style. This guy, this guy never misses, okay? We're not talking Mark Mosley straight on. This is Scott Sprites that we're talking about. You know, back in Omaha, Nebraska. Yeah. Any, anyway, and we've always talked at this time of year about, you know, how much handicapping you put into the props and i think you always say that it's between four and six right so tell us how much time you spent handicapping the props and would you land on as far as number i have a, I, I did a show last year with uh chuck esposito who did the uh he was the one that was part of that first prop you were talking yeah. about with the fridge here at yeah. the westgate when yeah. it was the hilton and uh but anyway we did a preview show last year we talked about props with him and jason mccormick over at red rock mm-hmm. station and uh, he has all the props out there. And I told him, you know, tell everybody uh, that's going to be watching this, especially out of state that doesn't know, you know, how do you start with your Super Bowl props? I'm sure it's a template of some kind. Of course, he goes, yeah, we all got a template. Start filling in the things that we always do every year. And then we start changing things up a little bit for the different players that are in the Super Bowl. And I, I had started doing that myself a few years ago, three or maybe four or five years ago, where I start with a template. And it's stuff like I'll look at if I want to play – over under one and a half yards for the shortest touchdown or, or the, you know, and, and the under always hits, you know, so I'll start looking at templates like that and then I'll start adding in some of the props uh, that deal with the players themselves or some matchups that might happen. Uh, Marco said something that I learned the hard way 35, 30 years ago and has stuck to it ever since and it's God's, I mean, it's the God on the truth. You do not tie your props in with who you think is going to win the game. Got to be able to cash those tickets, even if you're way off on the side or total that you like. So I start with that, the template. That doesn't take any time at all. That's 20 minutes tops, 15 minutes. Because you're not really handicapping. You're just doing that template and filling it in whether you're going to play it or not. And then I jump into the player props of what I think can happen no matter who's winning the football game and whether it's a, a blowout or a tight game or whatever. Maybe, I mean, it's, it's down to a science in that, I'm not saying scientifically it's going to win, but I'm just saying it's down to a science to where it's maybe an hour. That's yeah. it. I'm not looking at all the cross sports props. I don't do any yeah. of that. That's fun. By all means, people just want to have entertainment value. Have at it. Have fun. You know, put 20 bucks here and there, whatever you can. And it's a good time start to finish of the game. But I basically have 15 things that I'm looking at with just different players mixed in every season when you get a different team in there and the matchups. And I probably did that again this year. It's probably maybe a grand total of one hour, of which that template is 15, 20 minutes. See, I would think it would take an hour just to go through the 38 pages here. And But you... I mean, do you go look at everyone? I know what I'm looking for. You, you don't. Know, so yeah. they, because yeah. as we know, every year there could be, there's always new props. And I'm thinking, like, from a handicapping perspective, wait a minute. I, you know, I never thought about this. Hey, this is, I might have a beat on this, or I think that the, the book's got this one wrong. I'll glance through it. What I do is I, you know, I kind of know what I'm going to do. I'm looking for receiving props, sure. rushing props. Yeah. The template of the, you know, will there be a touchdown of less than one and a half yards, that yeah. kind of stuff. And then after I'm done, which that's about an hour, I'll flip through it. I'll look for stuff. But, boy, I mean, I've got a grand total, I think, of five or six props. And I'm generally between four and seven props for the Super Bowl. You mentioned this season. 
It was crazy. You know, I hear the young crowd, Marco, was getting into those props. And so they started, uh, you know, jumping into that last year. And it was funny. It was just one of those things. Come here on Thursday nights, you know, do the show with you. And, uh, and fire out those. And I had more Thursday night props than any other day. Yeah. And I had fewer side and total bets on Thursdays than any other day. And those props were just hitting. And it was funny because you would text me right away. And we'd have, like, so-and-so receiver over 55 and a half yards. First play of the game, 60-yard <laughs> pass. You know, I mean, it, was, it was all happening in the first yeah. quarter. Yeah. Got, you know, I'm good at dinner funny. now. That's good. <laughs> it's like, all right, cash that bet. You know, yeah. it was all happening really fast yeah. like that. We had a couple that, uh, you know, we needed, like, a two yards to get there with two minutes left in the fourth quarter. And we'd get those two yards yeah. somehow or another. But it was just a... Really good season, but you know, knock it on wood here because I got about you know five or six props to go now for the Super Bowl that I have yeah. to cash. But uh, it's a good time, and listen, it's becoming more and more prevalent, you know. And real quick, Jake Hortigay, I remember when he was at the Imperial Palace, and yeah. we're talking early '90s. I remember going over there, and everybody standing in line on that. I think it was a Tuesday or a Monday afternoon, the week before the Super yeah. Bowl when it came out, mm-hmm. and we're all standing there waiting for those Imperial Palace Super Bowl prop packets. Yeah. And then, of course, he brought it here when he moved over here, but. Uh, that was a blast back then. It was so funny because I'd see guys I hadn't seen in three months and to be standing in line waiting for those Imperial Palace yeah. packets. Well, prior to the apps, Thursday night on the off week is mm. when they would un- unveil the props here. Mm. And I could remember you would stand in line, you would get two props. You got to the window. You could only bet two props that, That's right. that first yeah. night. Mm. And then you made your bet and you got back in line to go again. And, you know... Everybody would come down with, you know, two or three guys, in, you know, in your posse so that you can get in line and hammer some of the ones before. Because they're, they're going to move the numbers, you know, quickly off of respected players. I heard you talking earlier in the show about, man, if you like the overs, you better get down quickly. Yeah. And that is the truth. I mean, my favorite prop that I found on the board is no longer worth betting. And it was Juszczyk, the, the fullback for San Francisco. His over-under for longest reception was one and a half yards. Mm-hmm. He averaged over 10 yards per grab, mm-hmm. like in his last 70 catches, yeah. 68 to 70 yeah. catches. Yeah. And they're going up against a defense in Kansas City that's over the last 13 weeks, they're the third worst defense when it comes to opposing running backs' receptions. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I you know, jump on that right away, one and a half. And I'm going to say 24 hours later, it was anywhere from four and a half to six and a half, mm, yeah. mostly wow. four and a half. So yeah. if you want to bet the overs, you gotta, you're not going to get any gifts uh, from here on out when it comes to betting some of these overs. Right. All right, Marco, talk a little bit about your handicapping when it comes to, to the props. Well, again, you do want to start with what your thought process is of the game, but you don't want to put all of your eggs in one basket. And, you know, I touched upon it yesterday. I lean to the under, okay, because I think you're going to see two teams that are going to be a little bit more methodical. Kansas City doesn't have that explosive offense that they've had in years past. He doesn't have that receiver. You know, Rice has emerged, you know, over the last few weeks, but it's been Kelsey, you know, and Rice. That's been it. And Kelsey is a possession receiver. He's not going to catch an eight-yard slant pass and go the distance, okay? So I think there's going to be less – possessions for both teams because I do not see Shanahan making the same mistake that Harbaugh did in not running the football in this game. And if they have the success against Kansas City running the football, then regardless of who wins the game, both teams are going to have less possessions. So I tied a lot of things with 
Patrick Mahomes. He's one of the most popular. He is the most popular player in the NFL. I'm waiting till Sunday to bet the under on passing yards. Mm-hmm. You know, you mentioned uh, receiving yards, Scott. It just seems like that is one of the most popular prop bets, whether sure. it's regular season, Super Bowl, or whatever. And then you add in like a Travis Kelsey. I just can imagine the handle that you're going to get on that. Now, for the 49ers' perspective, you know, you've had two weeks to prepare here, and they have been gutted uh, by receivers, tight ends. I mean, Green Bay and Detroit were just they went up and down the field nearly 450 yards in both those games so and we've heard the Niners defensive coordinator and even Kyle Shanahan talk about listen this cannot happen anymore we've got to buckle down here so you got to kind of believe that the Niners have really prepared for Kelsey and like you mentioned you got you know Rasheed Rice really not much after that from a Kansas City perspective okay Kadarius Tony obviously we know his story he might not even play again yeah. who knows so you x him out but if you're the Niners you really got to feel that they are going to bracket Kelsey probably even start double teaming him and you know they're going they're going to have weak safeties and weak side linebackers come help out this and that don't you believe that that you know, especially when a guy comes off 11 targets, 11 receptions, you know, 150 yards or whatever that was with Kelsey, that he may get shut down a little bit and the under could be the wise play here for uh, it, under yards for Kelsey? Uh, that's another one I'm waiting for Sunday because yeah. everybody's going to bet him over. And one of the other that's become very popular is the anytime touchdown bets. Right. Okay. His number's going to be inflated. Because everybody, oh, he's going to score a touchdown for Taylor. Come on. You know, right. I mean, it's, you're going to, we said, this is going to be a Super Bowl where you're going to have more women betting the Super Bowl for the first time that want, want to have some kind of, you know, because they want to, they're women, they're, they're, young people yeah, that never would have bet it before. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I, you know, I teased with uh, TC before I left the house, you know, my four year old granddaughter. Knows who Taylor Swift is, you know. When yep. I said when I left the house today to say I'm going to do radio, you know, we're going to talk Super right. Bowl. She literally said to me, "Say hi to Taylor's boyfriend." I said, "I'm not going to see him, but if I do, I'll let, I'll yeah. let him know." Hey, Travis, how you doing, buddy? Yeah. I, uh, I used to date her once. No. Um, but anyway, you know, my my kid is like she's a sophomore in college, and. She's her whole age group. They're they're what do they call them? Swifties. Yeah, mm. I'm acting like I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but anyway, she uh, she saw her here last summer, or the summer before, whatever. Taylor Swift played at Allegiant, and then when she came home to visit one weekend this past school or fall, whatever. I picked her up at the airport about 8. We went and grabbed some sushi with the wife, and then she turns to me and she goes, you're going to the Taylor Swift movie at 10 p.m. at Summerlin Movie Place or whatever. Three-hour movie. <laughs> Lucky um, you. Yes. And so in that place at 10 o'clock, I mean, there must have been probably, I mean, it's full, you know, so whatever the theater holds up, there's 100 people, and they're all between the age of like 6 and 20. I'm the old man. I'm grandpa. And so... I've talked to her. Now, my, my daughter was never a big football fan. She loves hockey, and she loves um, gymnastics. Mm-hmm. And that's it. She's talking about the game. She coaches part-time gymnastics up at the college that she's mm-hmm. at. And she's asking, hey, this person wants to know who you like. This person <laughs> wants to know who you like. My boss wants to know. These people, are they football fans, Sarah? And she's like, well, they are now. <laughs> All because of Taylor Swift. Absolutely. It was a great, great break for the NFL. Mm-hmm. And the people who want to whine and complain about all the time, well, they got $300 million of free advertising with Taylor Swift. And I'm sure the NHL and WNBA and all that wouldn't mind it. So 
I don't know. It's funny because you're getting a whole new crowd, a Absol- lot of new people, Absolutely. like you were it, saying. And they're gonna they're gonna have bets, prop bets, sure. with him because they want to. That's the guy they want to root for. Right. There's no question about it. Back to the uh, the Kelsey prop, though. Do you lean under over? I believe that number is what eighty. Eighty. And- it's going up. Yeah. It was yeah, like 80. seventy-six and a and, half. And then on the flip side. The marquee receiver, obviously, for the 49ers is Debo Samuel, 58, 58 and a half. A lot of people will look at that and think, hmm, that, that, that's doable. Any thoughts about either I haven't bet either. Same reasons as Marco, because yeah. if I do want to jump, I, I, I want to jump in in the under if I play it, because they're so popular. And obviously, like we said, like Marco said, we can wait till Sunday hmm. uh, to do that. God, it's, it's so cool having accounts on your phone. You don't have to like, wait in the sports book. You can just do it as soon as you think it's topped out. I, I mean, you know? for people that have never done it. And we're, we're talking old school before the apps, okay? Yeah. So it's only, you know, five, six years back. Yeah. <laughs> Sunday morning on Super Bowl Sunday was a major pain. I sure. mean, the, the lines were out the door for people, you know, making the wagers. Right. And you want to get the best number, and you're running from sports book to sports book. It, I was tired at the end of the oh, no, By the yeah. time I sat that, down that to watch the routine. football game, yeah, yeah. You're, you're like ready for a nap. It, 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 you know, because you want to get the best number. If you're a professional player or plus EV, you know, you're not you're not doing it whenever it's convenient. Right. You're doing it when you can get the best number. And sometimes that's Tuesday of Super Bowl week, and sometimes it's Sunday morning. And by the way, we're talking about tight ends. I, I, maybe you have it there, but Noah Gray, the backup tight end for KC, yeah. does catch passes and does get yeah. multiple targets. He does. Yeah. That might not be a bad over because yeah. that's going to fly under the radar with the average better. Right. You know that that might be something to look at. Total receptions. Yeah. What's he one got? and a half. What about his yardage? And uh, let's see. Now I got it on there. Yeah. I have, I have to look that. Good. He has uh, six receptions in the last three playoff right. games. And a tip for everybody out there, when you find a, a, a prop that you're looking at and you're monitoring for the best number, write down the number, <laughs> the rotation number when you're looking <laughs> yeah. at the sheet. Because when you go back to try to find that one, you're not going to find it. It's going to take you longer. So I have, I have like six written down already, and I have my numbers so that <laughs> I can go find them real quick on the app. Because Absolutely. They're in different cat, you know, they, Areas some of the apps, you know, put them in, you know, the quarterback props, the receiver props, running back props. We but need that. There's, when there's 500 schedule. of them. When there's that, 500, yeah. it, it takes a little time. And I don't know about you, Scott, but my eyesight's getting worse as, as, as I get older, okay? And I'm looking at the app, and, you know, for, yeah. for the Two guys, two to the three guys that are wearing glasses yeah. on the on this uh, dais up here. Yeah. Okay. I'm still hey, looking yeah. for Marco, yeah. and I'm two feet away from him. <laughs> right. uh, I, I went back and I looked at my phone real quick, and I hope I got it right. I think it was nine of the last fourteen games he's caught two or more passes, right? And he's going to be targeted in this game. And uh, you know, Kelsey has it isn't one hundred percent. I mean, what if he you know gets dinged up a little bit? They got to go with Noah Gray mm-hmm. a few more plays than normal. So that one's not going to get bet up. I'm yeah. going to guess you know from. The young crowd. In kind of to that, that same sense there, okay, if you take Kelsey away, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, okay, yeah. five and a half yards, okay, that's his total receiving yards, which we've seen we've seen them at least attempt two, three, four passes to him. That, that, that sticks out as well, too. I mean, yeah, I, I don't get into the props as much as you guys do. I, you know, I look at it, but for some reason I'm kind of always, you know, hesitant to, to put – a substantial amount of money on the props. Yeah. I don't know, unless something that really just 
kind of kind of sticks out. But you know, again, for entertainment purposes, it's definitely a heck of a lot of fun. And uh, but then again, we know that the you know the serious players like you guys are. You find something, you can nail it. And Scott mentioned the under one and a half yards for a touchdown, where you know people, oh, you know, your conventional thinking of how often are they going to you know do that? Right. You know, be you know they're going to score from a play outside, but it happens more often than not. And another one, Scott, that's on the sheet every year, uh-huh. and in theory. You think these are the two best teams. It's going to be a back-and-forth game. Will there be three scores in a row by one team? That's on there every year, and most people think that there won't be. But it happens more often than it doesn't. Here's the under one and a half yards. It, and by the way, the other day it was minus a buck forty. That was yeah. two days ago. Uh, on the yes, on the under one and a half. So the books know what is going on. Obviously, yeah. I've heard that. By the way, that the books are pretty sharp. But, <laughs> but don't don't let Jay hear that. He'll get a big head. There you go. Yeah. Seven of the last eight and eight. Excuse me. Seven of the last eight and nine of the last eleven Super Bowls have seen a touchdown of less than one and a half yards, including last year's game. Over 70% of the last 34 Super Bowls have seen a goal line touchdown, less than a yard and a half, which means, don't tell Jay, the price ought to be two bucks or higher, and it's a buck 40. Right. So there you go. There's value. You know, yeah. If it doesn't happen, well, you're on the value. I know that doesn't help when you lose the bet, but there's certainly value there. And if I was going back and looking, I wrote down some notes here that um, in those 34 Super Bowls, you would have made nine dimes. Using about a buck fifty average number, TC. So you could see, you know, how the value is on that. It's a big one, now. Oh, oh. Yeah, we we have gifts. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Maui, Maui's always uh, coming up here and bring. And shout out to Maui. Yeah. Well, waiting to see uh, Maui's ticket here today as well. Yeah. Bringing gifts. <laughs> Maui loves Marco. I, I think that, I think it's a movie. It's in production. Maui right now. loves Marco. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I want to watch that one. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, you know that, that's the. You know what that is, Scott? It's the sequel to Joni Loves Chachi. Oh, okay. oh, yes. Well, I don't want to watch that either, even if it's that way for another reason. Yeah, anyway. Right. <laughs> no, he loves Marco. Oh boy, I don't think that's going to be shown at Summerlin or Red Rock. Yeah, <laughs> that might be one of those other type of theaters. You know, Going straight to video. <laughs> straight to video. You can pick it up at Blockbuster. Why do I keep seeing? I keep seeing the late great Pee Wee Herman attending this movie for yeah. some reason. That's a reference for anybody over 50. Whoa. <laughs> and with that, we will go to the top of the hour break. How is that, my friend? Great segue. Great timing there. I don't know. What happened to security? I mean, you know, we just, you know, we get, we get fans coming up here and, you know, giving gifts, which, which we appreciate. You know, just watch the expiration date, though, on some of these gifts that, that are edible, okay? Just watch the expiration date. That's all I'm saying. Well, if there's any live animals, you might want to scratch the back of yeah. the outside first. You know? <laughs> all right. Scott Spreitzer is in the house. Marco D'Angelo as well. Handicap at Super Bowl 58 from all angles and aspects. Appreciate having both these guys uh, with us here uh, today. We come back we're going to go to the man who lays down the lumber larger than anybody the one and only my good friend mattress mac we will see where his action is at for sunday's game between the chiefs and the 49ers that and a whole lot more plus best bets we'll give you our best bets here for the final time this year in the nfl season super bowl cider total and our best prop bet as well too as we continue on the tc martin show live from the westgate las vegas inside the world famous superbook just 